0: And today, I think there's a lot more education. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the next five, ten-plus years because we have a whole new generation of entrepreneurs who are coming up who are digital from the day they're born. So the next few years are going to be absolutely incredible.
1: I have the pleasure of uh, having Wayne Kimmel here, who's uh, become a a new friend because he's friends with Peter Raskin from Rubicon Talent, who works up the block and has been partner in crime of mine for probably 20 years now. So Hey,
0: thanks, <laughs> Peter, so much for having me.
1: Great. Uh, so Halo Health, Active Lifestyle Outdoors, we got connected through Peter for uh, various reasons, but fitness, sports. And why don't you tell people a little bit about you know, what the angle that you have with your firm and you know, where you're heading and where you think
0: that the future is between athletes, celebrities, capital and companies? Well, once again, thanks a lot for having me. Um, I'm Wayne Kimmel, managing partner of 76 Capital, and we're a venture capital fund that looks to invest in consumer-facing technology companies in health, wellness, sports, and retail opportunities. Um, I have really great partners, uh, one who's a retail veteran named John Powell, and also Ryan Howard, the Major League Baseball player, who Mm -hmm. really helps us sort of bridge that whole world of athletes, celebrities, and tech. So you started in 99.
1: Why don't you give your your background, which uh, should have been an interesting time to start some tech companies. With the Internet kind of like going from AOL to DSL,
0: I guess. Well, it was an amazing time in in, in 99. I was a 29-year-old kid. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, and I went out to go raise a venture capital fund because I thought those were the guys who were important, the important guys in the room, so I wanted to be one of them. So I didn't know what I was doing, so I went and just tried to do that, and it worked. Okay. And really fortunately, I was really lucky to have an opportunity to invest in some really great, smart, and nice entrepreneurs who wanted to change the world and do amazing things.
1: So you want to talk about a couple of those success stories?
0: Well, being here in New York City, I mean, it's like it, to me, one of our babies was Seamless Web. Sure. I mean, nothing like that. There was nothing like that story. I mean, the two founders, Jason Finger and Paul Applebaum, I mean, amazing, amazing story who were, had this idea to allow people to order food online back in 2000. I mean, it was a crazy idea. People would tell them all the time, like, well, why do you even need this thing, ordering food online? Just right. call it in, fax in your order, right? And now today, look where we are.
1: Right. Great. So you've been doing all out of Philly for the last, since you started?
0: Yeah, I've been based in Philadelphia since 99 and um, love it there. Spent a lot of time here in New York and, quite frankly, in Israel and all across the, the United States.
1: Got it. So when you run a venture firm, part of it's about, you know, having enough bets on the table. You know, how, how do you think about that when you're backing entrepreneurs? Not everyone's going to be a winner, but you have to you know, think through that lens of you know, you're running a portfolio. So well, maybe you can help data. people think about how you think about
0: it. Well, the key for us, it's all about the people, right? I mean, it truly is. And, and we say it up front. Our mission is all about working with smart and nice people who have a big vision who want to change the world. And that's where it all starts. So for us, it's about the people. It's about because we know that, you know, look, these overnight successes take four five six seven years to actually be an overnight success and then they're the ones who are ringing the bell at the new york stock exchange or at the nasdaq i mean like that's how long it takes so for us we want to make sure we're working with the right kind of people that's what it's all about
1: great great so so you got a fund now with Brian howard so how how is the the mood of athletes changed? you know it used to be yeah i'm happy to help you if you give me a piece of equity of your company but now they're actually putting money down and acting like a real investor not just a
0: You know, a promotional partner? Well, definitely. I mean, as as you mentioned earlier, um, I'm also a partner with with Peter Raskin at, at Rubicon Talent. And one of the things that Peter talks about all the time is today athletes look at themselves as entrepreneurs. They look at themselves as venture capitalists, as investors. And they not only just want to be an endorser, they want to be an owner. They want to be involved with the business because they know that their social capital can actually help advance these companies and help them to and lead them, hopefully, lead them to success. And
1: what kind of participation do you get from from players and, and athletes? Other, are, are do they come to board meetings? Do they, you know, sit on conference calls? Do they make intros? Because I feel like it, it's probably across the board, but you know, maybe talk about how that's really been helpful. Because we've I've had some speckled uh, experiences with that. I'll I'll tell one story in a second.
0: Well, we've been really fortunate. We were investors here in, in New York City in Whistle Sports very early in, in, the, in, that, in, in, the, in the beginning of that company and invested with Peyton Manning, Mia Hamm, and Derek Jeter. And just to have the three of them as co-investors with us in that business when we were in the first venture capital firm in that, in that company was it has been incredible. And now with partners like NBC Sports and Tegna and Liberty Media – and Sky Sports is now the the later invest later stage investors with us. Having those guys at the beginning was huge. Having a Paul Rabel who's not only just an investor with us, but also having him as a creator who's created incredible lacrosse videos. I mean, he's like the LeBron James of, of lacrosse. To have him as part of us, to have him have his thoughts, his his ideas, his insights has been incredible.
1: And when you guys are setting up your funds, are all these people invested in specific companies, or are they invested? in your fund and, and kind of help all the portfolio companies?
0: So it varies. It varies how, you know, the participation is with, with athletes, some of which, you know, are, are clients of ours at Rubicon Talent, some of which are just in a situation where they come in and they, they, they co-invest in a business. In other situations, they'll be investors with us, with, with Ryan, John, and, and me.
1: Gotcha. So um, I, I used to run a software company. We took in money from a couple of NFL players as, as common equity. And, one guy called up one day and said, "Hey, I want my twenty-five thousand dollars back." And I said, "Well, it's, you know, it's how common equity works." And he's like, "No, like I want my twenty-five thousand dollars back." So we gave it back to him because he was much bigger than I was. Um, but you know, h- how do you think about like educating you know everyone on, on how the game works and you know knowing that you know, you, there's a long-term play, I
0: guess. Look, (laughs) you have to educate all the time, right? But at the same time, what I think we're really fortunate, and we're sort of living in this the Shark Tank generation today, Mm -hmm. where most people, including athletes, including young people, including old people, know a lot about the venture capital business, investing, angel investing, because they're watching Mark Cuban and the the Sharks on on Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. And they know about valuations, and they understand how to pitch a business. They understand how this works. That was not the case 20 years ago when I started in this business. And today I think there's a lot more education. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about the next 5, 10-plus years. Because we have a whole new generation of entrepreneurs who are coming up, who have been, you know, they're digital from the day they're born. Mm -hmm. So the next few years are going to be absolutely incredible. I actually used the term uh, Rolodex with someone the
1: other day and they had no idea what that was. So things have definitely changed. Um, so, so when you look at opportunities, how, you know what's your what's your lens and, and what stage companies. So if someone walks in with a PowerPoint and you know a sketch, you know is that something you guys invest in, or you, you, you know, longer term you want to see something first?
0: Well, that's our stage. I mean, we're seed stage investors. We're looking for consumer facing companies at that stage. You know that are consumer facing tech companies. As, as I mentioned earlier, you know that are in the wellness space, in the in the uh, sports space, and, and retail. We want to figure out the future of retail. My partner John. And his family were the ones who built the King of Prussia Mall in Philadelphia, okay. right? So they understand retail. They understand consumer experience. They've been doing this for 50 years now. But what's going to happen with malls? Let's think about it, right? Mall walkers are still the same as they were many years ago. So what's Mall Walkers 2.0? You may know that because you have a little bit of inf- you know, insight as to what's going on in the health and wellness space and, and fitness space. So what's going to really happen there? So what will the experience be for a shopper in the future, I truly believe that shopping will, will, not, will not only just be a, you know, Amazon digital experience. It will be this whole idea of this convergence between the physical world and digital world. We don't leave home without these phones. I mean, we don't even, you know, what, it's crazy what's, that, what, you know, how that's all worked out. And the fact is, is that these iPhones that we all carry, they're only 10 years old. Right. They're 10 years old this year. So what did we do 10 years before this? And what are we going to do in the future? And I can guarantee you that we're going to be laughing about the fact that we are actually carrying these things or leaving them on tables everywhere we go. And then, so what is that going to be in five years from now? Is this device going to be, like, stuck in our ear, in our underarm, in our, who knows where it's going to be, right? So I'm excited to find those entrepreneurs that are figuring out the future. Well, let's talk talk about the mall for a
1: second. And we've got a lot of people here that are either entrepreneurs looking at retail space, which is more conventional. We've got Extend across the street that... It took over some space. We've done some pop ups in Saks Fifth Avenue and now has something called the Wellery. They're basically, you know, they weren't optimizing their square footage and now they're turning that into space where they, they could showcase, you know, experiential um, services. We invested in a company called Higher Dose. Um, do you think the mall in King of Prussia gets knocked down one day or you think, like, you know, it turns into big trampoline park meets Dave and Buster's, meets fitness, meets Higher Dose, you know, and you're walking around with a oculus and you know trying to find your way through what's your view on that
0: well it's going to be something like what you just just described it's going to be different it'll absolutely be different because it's very similar from you know when my partner john's father started the the mall business i mean there were three really three companies across the united states that started the mall business almost 50 years ago it was this Kravco company on the east coast the taubmans in the midwest and the debartolo family on the west coast Mm -hmm. Right, who took this idea of taking these shopping centers and putting a roof over top of them and calling it a mall? And then what did they do? They put a food court inside of them and it was everything on a stick. It was a hot dog, it was a corn dog, it was an Orange Julius. Remember those, th- right? And then it was like all of a sudden we're eating in restaurants with white tablecloths. And you know, things, we'd never thought we'd ever do those things. Our parents were like, you never eat in a mall, right? And now some of the nicest restaurants are in those sort of places. Right. So what will be next? I don't know yet but we're looking for that. We're looking for those entrepreneurs that are figuring out that and figuring out what those cons- customer, you know, consumer experiences will be because I truly believe that these places will continue to be around. We are we're humans. We like being, you know, in the same room at the same time. We could have done this over Skype. We could have used Seamless. Right. And we could have just ordered our food instead of getting these great drinks here, right? I mean, I prefer this, I think. Mean. I do, too. I think many of us do. Many people like being in these physical settings with other people because that's who we are. I think that's what we are as, a, as a, an overall species, I guess. So to me, it's all about figuring out this digital experience that goes along with the physical one that we've had for many, many years now. And so I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what's going to happen in these spaces. I'm excited what's going to happen in malls. I'm excited what's going to happen in live entertainment situations. A lot of things are going to change. But we're thinking we're still going to be, we're not just going to sit home in our underwear and live our lives. We're right. going to go out. I can almost guarantee that. Right.
1: Well, if you have a big idea or a small idea, please see Wayne at 76 Capital. Thanks for coming down, and we're excited to partner up with you on some deals here you know, over the next couple of months as we start to peel the onion on the next big opportunity. Well, I so, look forward to it. Thanks a lot for having me. You got it. So if there are any questions, Wayne's going to be here, and we'll... Uh, to keep the show rolling. Awesome.